welcome to Talk Radio Johnny and this is the second episode. It's the show where we talk about God and the world like we say in German and um, yeah, you know, you probably listened to the first episode and you know what we are all about. It's a little bit of Christianity and like a little bit of um, episodes or tales and things from my life. Um, it's just, just talk radio and um, I greet you wherever you are listening from, wherever you are in the world, whatever time you have. Um, it's a one-taker, so there will be mistakes in it, but maybe that's also the beauty of it. And today um, it's about um, different topics. We will talk about the purpose of repetition and consistency in life. And um, I will talk within that about my photo trips, reading the Bible, and um, giving yourself something to do. Like in the last episode, I talked about the importance of hobbies, and this also um, is something that has a lot to do with that. So, um, I also want to make a rational case for keeping the Sabbath. So, um, talking a little bit about this, and then something very interesting, mold renovation in the Old Testament. Yeah, that's actually true. In Leviticus um, 14.33 we find something about what I think is mold restoration of a house. So, um, and that's interesting that they knew that back then in the Bible. Um, great, great stuff. So, um, I will tell you a little bit about my day and I was, you might know I live in northern Germany and I was uh, on a very nice trip um, to Papenburg. Papenburg is a place um, right in the, in the northwest corner of Germany um, where the biggest cruise ships in the world are built and it's also a nice town, a really nice town with little canals in it and red bricks and windmills and little ships in the canals and they have a history in shipbuilding and um, it's it's a very very nice city to to walk through and it was very very windy and it, it's windy right now at the moment you might hear it in the background although I sound damped um, the studio a little bit more but yeah um, you might hear it anyways so um, yeah and every Saturday nearly every Saturday, when I get the time for this, uh, I take time um, often to go on a photo trip. So um, that's, uh, that also, uh, that, that's also for my, my topic, the purpose of repetition and consistency. Um, over the years I am now, uh, I make photos now for like over 20 years got my first camera when, when I was eight years old and even before that I used my parents camera when they were not looking and um, so so I came um, 
this 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 hobby came to me in my childhood and um, ever since I've been going out to take photos and um, you have to plan a little bit not too much a little bit I found out um, so take the time for that um, it makes this hobby more enjoyable whatever hobby you have I can only talk about my own hobbies um, which is um, most of all photography and um, I, I um, just think it's important um, to reserve time, preserve time for that, um, so um, that you're dedicated to it. Um, it's um, you get away from everyday life, and also you have a new challenge. Otherwise, if you sleep the whole Saturday through, uh, you might miss something. It's not about fear of missing out, no. It's just giving yourself something to do that you're tired in the evening and have a restful sleep and your brain got something different to do and have, has a different challenge. And, and in my case, it's a challenge in creativity, which I like a lot. So um, that's the repetition. And also consistency, what does it mean? Um, it means that you do it on a on a consistent basis it's it's you you do it every week like with this podcast and um that's uh something i started a lot of things i made a lot of youtube videos but only on occasion i i wasn't i didn't consider myself strong enough to to do it um every week no matter how i felt And that has changed in my life, and that's a big benefit of Christianity because um, that told me um, not to listen to my feelings. Today, I didn't, I didn't feel like recording this podcast, but I said to myself, if I record an episode every week and stay with this consistently, do it every week, then I would get... 50 to 52 episodes a year. That would be a nice goal to achieve. So, um, but for that, I have to do it every week. You see, and there, therein lies the key to a lot of successful people. You, you, you don't become a star overnight. You have to work on it. And I don't want to become a star, but... Um, That you have, you, you, you. I want to give you a, a real archive of episodes that you can dig into. So you have to start, and it's the same in my photography hobby. I want to have good pictures. I want to learn the photography, and uh, you never stop to learn about photography when you're doing this. Um, and um, then you go out, and you visit the same place all over again. I have like my favorite tree um, here in the area. I drive there and I take long walks in the area and take a lot of photos under different weather conditions. And today we, we could see we had very changing weather. And that's nice. It's not the weather with the, with the blue skies you go out. What, what you want to see, what, what, what is interesting is, is the change 
between sunlight and rain and wind and everything like that so uh, that you can get many different photos on the same scenery uh, because it changes and um, you wouldn't see this if you wouldn't be consistent and you wouldn't be repeating that behavior to go to back to the same spot again. Um, many people tell me, yeah, with, especially with photography, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm living in, a, in an ugly place. Uh, if I could go to, to, let's say, to Canada or if I could go to Africa or some, somewhere where it's nice, yeah, then, then I could take the award-winning photos that these people from National Geographic take. But, but here there's nothing. And I, I say no, I object to this very much because you can, you can make when you're living in a in a very ugly area you can make um um really nice photos and really interesting photos because then you can focus on the ugliness and you find something new in there every time you go out and that's very inspiring so um i'm living here in a very nice area but behind my house not far from my house there's a refinery and it's very ugly but um I could make the most interesting photos there, right there where I am, and study the area you are in. And, and that's my goal, to become the best photographer in the area and with photos about the area I live in. And that's, then photography is not that expensive because you don't have to travel far. But if you then travel far, you are prepared because you learned how to photograph in, in, in these bad conditions if you want to call it um, that, but um, I like to be in an area that I know. So, and uh, the same thing with the podcast. As I said, I didn't feel like recording the podcast, but there also is repetition and consistency one of the key principles, and I know I will feel good after this. So, um, and I'm already starting to feel better because I'm doing this, now, although I'm tired, and although I have to hang my clothes and uh, do the laundry and everything, but um, here again, you just have to do it, but you need the motivation. And um, I really don't like the, 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 the term motivation. Um, what you need is purpose in life, and that again, is something I get from God, I get from Christianity, I get through the Bible. Um, it's not, not something that is found in the worldly world that we live in. Um, it's, it's, it's found outside the, bo the, the boundaries and the borders of this world. It's uh, more or less a spiritual driving force um, that lets me do this. Because if you don't believe in that, if you don't have a belief and you're a godless person, um, yeah, you, you could say to yourself, there is no purpose. Why should I do anything at all? And then you sit at home and you um, find yourself lamenting about the world and everything is bad. And um, you don't get up and do something. So that was the key for me because I had times in my life where I was like this, where I was an agnostic. I never was an atheist. Uh, I told you in, in the last episode as well. But when I decided to believe in God and Jesus Christ, um, that took his sin, that took our sins upon Him, 
um, and died for it, um, I got a different view of the world. And suddenly all my depression, all my depressions were gone. So um, just to tell you about the healing force of that. Um, so, yeah. And um, tomorrow, I'm sitting here on a Saturday, as I told you, and tomorrow is Sunday. And for me, the Sunday is the Sabbath. Um, be that as it may for you, the Bible says clearly that you should take one day out of the seven days to worship God. And that's important um, for me, so tomorrow I will be doing nothing. The only thing I will do is prepare my breakfast and make an easy meal for lunch, but um, I will read the, the Bible the whole day. I will maybe watch some documentary, but I don't do any work. Um, you can take this very far, <coughs> like some Jews do. Um, um, yeah, and um, I respect that. Um, I understand that because, um, I mean, you have six days to work. You have five days to earn your money and sleep and eat and another day for yourself. That might be Saturday or for your kids, for your family or for your hobbies like I have. So, um, and but then a day for the Lord and that is not much Think of it. He has given you life. Uh, he, he has given his son for your sins. So um, one day out of seven, that is not much. But now for the rational case for keeping the Sabbath. And that's a very good thing. Um, because even if you don't believe... Um, If you have one day of rest, it's like I compare it to to a computer when you had, now we have all these SSDs, um, but when you had hard drives, physical hard drives that were rotating, um, they had to be defragmented um, from time to time, otherwise um, it would um, be very stressful for the computer and it would take very long to find the data because it's um, scattered all over um, the hard drive platter. So uh, um, for that it had to be defragmented and reordered. It's like when you dream um, kind of uh, the kind of this thing does your brain. So um, also with what you what you saw and what you lived through um, the past week, you can take this reset and meditate on this on on this on Sunday and prepare mentally for the new week and you get to rest you you just don't i i i do it this way i don't wear a watch on sundays i forget the time i wake up early start my day with a good breakfast but i forget the time no hectic at all and when i come back to my office on monday i am very relaxed and i'm really ready and energized to start a new week That personally helps me a lot. And um, that's, that's a rational case for keeping the Sabbath. Uh, also, your heart rate goes down. Your digestion will be better because you are at rest. The thing you can do is get fresh air and go a little bit 
uh, outside, um, take a walk, walk your dog, or just go outside, but don't work. Uh, no productive work allowed. Um, you will benefit from this. So it's also not only honoring God, it's also um, relaxing and doing something for your soul. And I think it's more important even than physical health to do something for your soul because your soul is eternal. Your, your body will rot someday and you will get older. And to, to, to have it nice in your life, in your worldly life, it's also important to keep your body in shape and to not be extremely obese like that or, or something um, or um, not, not do binge drinking or um, do drugs that's, that's a, that's, these are bad habits that ruin your life your physical life and drugs also your mental life it, it plays in, in both arenas when you take drugs so stay away from that but, um, but it's really more important to keep your soul in shape And, um, yeah, defragment your hard drive on a Sunday. Do some good reading. I like to read the Bible. I read the Bible every day a little bit. But on Sunday I, I go a little bit deeper. Yeah, and um, so the Bible is also a book that is not only in the transcendent realm. It's also very practical for this life. A friend of mine, and um, he's an agnostic, he states that he's an agnostic, but even he says, well, the Bible is a very good manual for life. And that's true. So, as I told you about the Sabbath, the other thing I wanted to talk about today is mold renovation in the Bible. And in Leviticus 14, um, you will find about all those things. Let me see here in my Bible study software. I can recommend to you a Bible study software. That's nice. I use eSword, the sword of the Lord with an electronic edge. Um, but there are also uh, other softwares. We can compare Bibles. I like to read the um, King James Version because it's very close to the Hebrew slash Greek original, but uh, you and also because I'm German, I have the German Luther Bible from 1912 in there, and I can compare what it is in English, what it is in German. You get um, illustrations, you get commentaries on, on the Bible and everything, and it's very easily accessible, but it looks a little bit like uh, Windows 95 software. Um, yeah, it's um, free, and you can get it somewhere, you will find it if you type in eSort, Bible study software or something like this in your search engine. So let's get to it. Um, in Leviticus 14, it starts with uh, verse 33. Um, the whole um, Leviticus 13 is about cleanliness and all that and um, hygiene and this too. Uh, so um, Yeah, um, I could read this to you. 
um, or I, I will use just the marked parts here. Um, yeah, um, it goes, um, they talk about um, of mode like, um, here is it stated leprosy. But what does leprosy in a house mean? I think it's my interpretation, it is mold. What else can bring a house down? What else is an illness for a house? If we consider the houses at the time, it could only be mold. And even today that's a problem. And it's really interesting that thousands of years ago um, they told people about this. And um, you should get a priest into your house because he's a wise man. And uh, I quote here from Leviticus 14, 37. And he shall look on the plague. And behold, if the plague be in the walls of the house with hollow strakes, greenish or reddish, which in sight are lower than the wall, then the priest shall go out of the house to the door of the house and shut up the house seven days. And the priest shall come in again on the seventh day and shall look and behold if the plague be spread in the walls of the house. Then the priest shall command that they take away the stones in which the plague is and they shall cast them into an unclean place without the city. Without means outside the city. So um, that's interesting. So if the mold has spread after seven days, they shall break out the stones and throw them away. So that's one thing. And if you look at uh, mold restoration today, yeah, well, kind of that is done. The walls are scraped, so and and um, it's recycled, and um, it's dealt with like it's contaminated. And that's also what we find out in the next verses here. Um, mm -hmm. And he shall cause the house to be scraped within round about. And they shall pour out the dust that they scrape off without the city into an unclean place. And they shall take other stones and put them in the place of those stones and shall take other mortar and shall plaster the house. So it's replastered and um, new stones put in. So that's mold renovation, really. It's interesting. And if the plaque comes again and break out in the house after that, he hath taken away the stones, and after he hath scraped the house, and after it is plastered, then the priest priest shall come and look, and behold, if the plaque be spread, plaque be spread in the house, uh, it is a fretting leprosy in the house, and it is unclean. And now you know, that's like you have um, black mold in the house. When you have black mold, oh, then it's a really bad case. And now they say what you what you can what God says what you can do now or what you have to do now, and He shall break down the house, the stones of it, and the timber thereof, and all the mortar of the house, and shall carry them forth out of the city into an unclean place. So sh you should demolish the house. It's that's today everybody knows about this, but thousands of years ago. People wondered, what is this? And it gets bigger and bigger. And there are clear rules in the Bible how to do it. And um, now it goes further. And he that lieth in the house shall wash his clothes, and 
He that eateth in the house shall wash his clothes. And the priest, priest shall come in and look upon it. And behold, the plague hath, hath not spread in the house after the house was plastered. And the priest shall pronounce the house clean because the plague is healed. So if it doesn't spread, he waits and then he can speak the house clean again. So that's a very, it's, it fills It fills a page, and it's, it's, it's a very clear instruction how to remove mold from your house. In the Bible, in the Old Testament, right at the beginning, in the third book of Moses, which is Leviticus. So, um, fascinating stuff. And you will find these, these fascinating things all over the Bible. So that's why I want to encourage you to read it. And as I said, read it from cover to cover. Um, because that's, that's um, when, you, when you first read the Bible, that's the best way um, to get it all tied together, I think. And then you can have a reading plan or you can just um, read it like you want. But, but I really recommend reading the Bible from cover to cover. And that's what I'm doing uh, uh, these last years, again and again. And it fills me with a lot of joy and also fear of the Lord. That's also, also a thing. It's not taught anymore. It's not preached anymore. Seldom it is preached. Fear of the Lord. Most people don't fear the Lord anymore. It's um, just, just if you ask yourself about the Ten Commandments or how Jesus later in the New Testament specified it more with the Ten Commandments. But if you just look into the Ten Commandments and ask yourself, have I kept this? Have I kept the Ten Commandments? You will find out probably not. Probably you have sinned against all of them. You have broken them all. So that's not a good thing. But we as Christians, we have it good. As long as we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior and repent our sins before God, not as the Catholics do. Nothing against the Catholics, but you don't tell a preacher your sins. Why should you? That doesn't make sense. It's a sin before God, so you have to you have to carry it before God and tell him that you sinned and that you repent. But that is that is not not often taught today. It's this 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 feel good evangelists on the way today. And that doesn't help that doesn't help your soul when there is the day of judgment. And you can say, yeah, I don't believe in that. But what if there is? Think of it. And also, if you keep the Ten Commandments, if you keep the commandments that Jesus later specif specifies in depth, if you keep them, does it do you harm? It's an exercise in self-discipline. But uh, it's only good for you. I mean, many people commit adultery. 
many people steal. Imagine, imagine if that is all gone. The world would be a better place. Think about this. And with this, we are coming close to the 30-minute mark. And that's it, I think, for episode two of Talk Radio Johnny, live on tape for you, from me, from Germany. And have a great day, have a nice week, and also think of the Sunday, think of the Sabbath. Or if you have Sabbath on Saturday. So I wish you a great time ahead. And um, I would like to have you again as my listeners in the next episode. So goodbye. And until then, stay safe. And God bless you.